Hello, and welcome to Comic Book Junto's special one-shot movie review for Wonder Woman 1984. I'm your host, Octavius A. Newman. I am a geek culture philosopher, and I'm here with my co-host, Adam Jenkins Tenoris. That's right. Jenkins, it's my middle name, not my last name, so no relation. Mm. Uh, although yeah. uh, I do like to think that that, that might get me into Themyscira. Like, hey, I know somebody. I know somebody who knows somebody. You know, I'm a Jenkins, right? Mm. I'm in the clan, so not that clan, but I'm in a clan. Let me the inside Wu-Tang of Themys- clan. Let me get let me get in there. Yeah, yeah. Straight, I'm from the 36. I'm from the 37th chamber. As a matter of fact, okay. you, you may not have heard of it. Uh, that's where right. the Wu affiliates. Spent time. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Do you, read, do you ever think about this, Octavius? You could tell someone that you are a woo affiliate, and they can absolutely not objectively tell tell you that you are lying. The truth of the matter is, too many. That's a very funny thing that might very well be true. <laughs> like nobody knows. Nobody's knows. like, oh yeah, I'm a woo affiliate. It's like my name is, you know, what I'm saying Golden Hands. <laughs> Maybe like, oh, okay, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah that could be, yeah, yeah, you could yeah. be Golden Hands. That's possible. Come on, when we first met, my name was Barbara, but now I go by Cheetah. I'm a Wu affiliate. Like, okay, yeah, Wu affiliate. This must have happened. Yeah, that, yeah, that could have been the whole issue. It's like, you know, maybe Barbara really wanted to get into the 36 chamber, and they only let her in the 37th. And she's like, you know what? I want to be something completely different, <laughs> like no one has ever seen before. A Catwoman. But not a Catwoman, Catwoman, a cheetah. Right. Yeah. Internet, if you don't know, let's explain it to you and break it down. Mm. We are here to talk about Wonder Woman 1984, WW84, as it has been presented mm-hmm. in other places, just released on HBO Max, the first of Warner Brothers at home slash. Uh, theatrical multi-release situation setting the standard. This one, yeah, yeah. So this is <laughs> this is what everyone's been fussing about. Yeah, yeah. And we seen it. And we seen it on Christmas Day. What a what a gift! What a miracle it was. And by the way, before we even launch into it, I just want to say Merry Christmas, Octavius. Merry Christmas to you, Adam. Internet. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Uh, Merry, Happy, Chris, Mahana, Kwanzaa. All of them. All of them. Mm-hmm. To all of you, enjoy. I hope you guys are all staying safe. Mm-hmm. Hope you guys are all enjoying your holidays. And um, hope you guys have enjoyed this. And I also hope that you have seen Wonder Woman 1984. That's right. Because we finna spoil it. Yes. Yeah, that's the thing. So with every one shot, whenever we do one shot, we're going to talk about our our first impressions, our gut reaction. We're going to go into greater depth and detail and talk about the movie and our takeaways. And then we're going to grade it with a, a, a letter, a letter grade at the very end of the episode. But before we can do any of that, we need to enter into... Themyscira, uh, the the, yes. the Themyspoilera is what we have to do. Okay, all and right, that's at, new, but I didn't. I'm just didn't, saying that wasn't in the show notes. But all right, it's go not for in it. the show notes. But I, I will add this in post. Go off, Joe. Add this. Make sure that you know people know that Themyspoilera is a thing now. And um, here's here's what I'll say. Given the the content of the movie, one, you get to pick. Is this a, an invisibility spell that uh, that Wonder Woman learned from her father? whom she said she did not have in the first movie. Is that the spoiler wall? Or, two, is the spoiler wall an inexplicable wall that erupted in the Middle East 
uh, partway through the movie Wonder Woman 84. Which, which one are people, you know, climbing over, bounding over? Uh, I like the invisible. We'll go invisibility because it's less problematic. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. All right. So that's what this is. The spoiler wall now is this like, uh, invisibility, uh, incantation, I guess, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. Azrath, Mitrion, Zinthos. And you need to, you need to deliberately pass through that barrier, that invisibility barrier to be on the other side. If you're Steve Trevor, you could get past it by mistake as well. That's right. Oopsie daisy. But for this situation, we want this to be a choice. That's right. Yeah, we want to honor your agency here. So if you are joining us on this episode, this one shot, this review of WW84, then you got to do that by your your own choice, your own willingness. And we're going to jump into the spoiler territory in three, yes. two, one. Spoilers. Spoilers. It is your fault. All right? If you're, you're still here, here and you're still listening to us talk about Wonder Woman 1984, you know that this is going to be spoiled. So whether you have seen it or not, you are here by your own choice because we finna spoil it. That's right. That's right. And the first thing that we'll spoil is the runtime, which is two and a half hour long movie on Christmas Mm -hmm. Day. Goodness Mm -hmm. gracious. Long film, Octavius. It was a long film. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that that definitely was something that made me go, oh, right, this is a movie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is something that we were supposed to be sitting in the IMAX for originally. Yeah. You know, we're we're used to sitting in a movie theater for that long, getting our snacks, kind of getting our mind and emotions ready to sit still with yeah. your friends and not move for a while. But at home, that did hit a little different. It did. I was like, oh, dang. You mean like a quarter of a work day? Did it, did, did it like, <laughs> you know I mean? w- when you were watching the movie, did you feel the length of the movie? Um, A little bit, a little bit. But I also, as I was watching it, you know, I was in the mix of what was happening in the movie. Yeah, yeah. But there was a little bit of time where I was like, like, oh, this is still going. I wonder how much longer we have in this. I, uh, but it wasn't like the like a top top of my mind thing. I agree. Yeah, I, I I went into this thinking like, wow, this is a long movie. It's it's a big long movie, and the first one I think was around the same runtime, around two and a half hours. I will say, you know, for everything I'm about to get into and what we're both going to get into, mm-hmm. I, I, I never really thought about the length of the movie. You know, it it runs at a certain kind of pace where, you know, stuff is always happening. Whether or yes. not I know what's happening, stuff is always happening. So it didn't really weigh on me uh, while we were watching, but it it is, a, it's like a seriously long movie and it makes me wonder, I saw this post on Twitter, is it possible that this is kind of the director's cut since it came straight to streaming? Was there a different theatrical cut, maybe? Because there's a lot of stuff in here, maybe not all of it necessary. I mean, I didn't even that didn't even cross my mind. I just thought that this was the movie that they wanted to show us. Mike could be. I didn't think of this of like, oh, you know, this is a, a longer version since they don't have to worry about that. But yeah. I can imagine that maybe, maybe, but I had nothing popped up in my mind until you just said it just now. Got it. All right. Fair enough. Maybe not. Maybe that's not the issue at all. Uh, this yeah. is the part where we usually read the, 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 bi- what is it? The, the, the slug, synopsis. the synopsis, you the log line, you read one and then I want to read one to you. If the, if, okay. if you don't read the one that I'm thinking of, I want to read one to you and then we can go from there. Synopsis. This is what I got from Fandango. Yeah. Okay. Wonder Woman squares off against Maxwell Lord and the Cheetah, a villainess who possesses superhuman strength 
and agility. That's now, it? Adam, we were just like, <laughs> let's just let's just fully let's lay it out, okay? <laughs> we were just on Clubhouse in a room where they were talking about on the animation club on Clubhouse. We were in a room where they were talking about log lines. That's right. From what you heard in the little bit of time that you were in that room, how was that for a log line slash synopsis? Uh, of poor quality. I think if you would have read that aloud in the Clubhouse room, somebody would say, maybe work on that one. Rewrite that yeah. one. Because it doesn't sound very special. It's, it's very generic. And yeah. while it is... Factual, it does not describe anything special or unique about the film. I would yeah, say. Yeah, it's like, it basically said, it's Wonder Woman. You know what it is. Yeah. You want to know who the villains are? Maxwell, Lord, and Cheetah. Get, you, you, you know what time it is. You want to know, know what Cheetah does? Fast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> well, it's like, it made, it made no attempt to try to sell me on this movie. Based off of the synopsis on Fandango. Fandango's like, you ain't coming in here anyway. So, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm not going to waste my time, you know, paying this intern to write the synopsis. Let me read you the one that caught my eye, because I've been thinking okay. about this since Christmas Day. Uh, I, this is, this is the, the log line, so to speak, or the synopsis that was presented on the streaming service where I was watching it, and it goes, okay. Wonder Woman comes into conflict with the Soviet Union during the Cold War in the 1980s and finds a formidable foe by the name of Cheetah. How does that That's strike you? That's not the movie I that just watched. That is not the plot <laughs> at all. <laughs> it's not that I read that and I was like, no, not even close. No, no. That on HBO Max? It, this is not on HBO Max. Uh, this is on a, a separate server, and I'll explain to you why. Um, we should talk about this. You mentioned at the top of the show, this is the first really big blockbuster film that was intended for theatrical release that instead went straight to HBO Max streaming on Christmas right. Day. Right. Big deal. A lot of opinions from a lot of different people on whether this is a good thing or a bad thing or you mm -hmm. know what it is. Maybe it's a little bit of both. I think it's kind of a little bit of both, but I don't have a better solution. Here's the deal. It's great that we can all watch this movie on the same day if we have HBO Max. What yes. is not great, however, is HBO Max as a streaming platform not working. Because when I booted this movie up at 5 p.m. on Christmas Day, okay. HBO Max did not get past the first 30 seconds of the film. It froze four times in a row on the same what? part and then went to a buffering screen. And I should clarify, I have a very, very fast network. I have a TV that uses a hardline Ethernet cable. It's gigabit. It's uh, Verizon Fios. Like, we're, we're good. We're blazing. So it's, you're jacked You're jacked into the Matrix. I am jacked into the Matrix. My, my television knows Kung Fu. That is not the issue here. Uh, okay, got so it. So HBO Max, I assume, you know, uh, presents have been unwrapped around the world. Dinner right. has been had. And people are settling mm -hmm. down into a movie. And this is a big event. HBO Max, maybe not working on the stress test thing. You know, this is the big test for everyone watching the same thing on the same day. Right. So HBO Max could not get past that first 30 seconds. So I'm like, all right, four times over, I reset my TV. We do the whole nine, right? And I'm wow. in it. The lights are off. I got the bowl of popcorn. We are in it. You got the Raisinets inside. I got the Raisinets go. inside as it is an American classic that every single person in America does. We're aware of this tradition. In your house. In my home across right, America. Right. 
Yeah. Uh, well, okay. so I thought, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to fast forward just a little bit past that, that part in the movie, which worked. However, every couple minutes, it would dip out and be buffering again, like old internet videos, you know, like when you're trying to load yeah. old internet videos and it's got a load yeah, and buffer, yeah. right? Kept doing that. But when it did run and it ran successfully for a little while, the screen quality would dip between 1080p and 720 and 480 and then back. This sounds like a very unpleasant experience. Very unpleasant experience. So while I'm excited to have this movie on streaming services, I, I'm, I'm in favor of this decision. I'm good with this. I like this. It, it unfortunately was, I think, really putting a lot of weight on the platform, <laughs> HBO Max, which meant I was mm-hmm. really remembering what is so special about movie theaters. <laughs> oh, yeah. No buffering. <laughs> no, we don't get the buffering. And there have been a few occasions where you and I have seen a movie and things true. got messed up. True, I true. specifically think of Black Panther. The press screening for Black Panther had no audio yes. for the first couple minutes. Yes. That was rough, but it got sorted out. That. Yeah, and I mean, I, 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 start it over. Yeah, listener, as you can imagine, it is February. Okay, we're watching start it over <laughs> the press screening of Black Panther at the Riverview in Philadelphia. Shout out the pour out one for, for the Riverview. Pour one out. So that was an issue. I also remember uh, remember when we went to go see Shazam. And they're like, uh, yeah. the movie's yes. not downloaded, though. Yo, we waited so long. Was it like an hour to see Shazam? Yeah, maybe longer than that. And it even got to the point where I was like, finna leave, though. <laughs> like, I don't want right. to. Were we all, we all in Northeast or something like that? Yeah, I think we were at a, uh, what's the mall? The mall. The that's, uh Maybe around there. Yeah, something like that. Franklin Mills? Granite. Whatever. Either way. Granite Run or something along those lines. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, so like, they, it, look, this stuff happens in the theaters. This is, it's not like... It never happens in the theater, but I was reminded that I am not in the theater because the quality keeps dipping out, and that sucks. So, ultimately, after about 30-plus minutes of finagling and not getting it to work well, I opted to watch it on a server where a friend has placed Uh this film. Uh Now, in fairness, I subscribed to HBO Max. I did my due diligence. I couldn't watch it on HBO Max. Period. That's wild. I could not watch it. Did you? Did, were you able to watch it front to back on HBO Max? I, I, I watched it top to bottom, front to back. Pressed the button. Mm. It did its thing. I had no buffering. You know, I didn't have any three sixty. Uh, you know, seven twenty p issues to yeah. deal with. Went straight through, no problem. Mad frustrating. But man, will I would I have been upset if that's what I was dealing with? Yeah. It's cool. just one of those things, you know, you, you, it, people are going to discuss, this is one of those movies that you wish you could see in the theater. Unfortunately, we cannot. Right. And right. Uh, it, was, it was certainly reminding me that I was not having that theater experience. And then throughout the rest of the movie, as the movie is rolling out and I'm watching it, I'm like, I really wish I was watching this in the theater. Yeah. Uh, and perhaps there not watching scenes. it in the theater has affected my, my viewing. Not just my viewing, but my opinion and my decision making on how how this movie is quality wise. Uh, we we should probably do gut reactions. Yeah, I'm going to read one more synopsis. This is the one that I found actually on HBO Max. Okay, fast forwarding to the 1980s as Wonder Woman's next big screen adventure finds her riding lightning across the sky, donning wings of gold, and chasing a dream while in pursuit. Of two formidable foes. 
streaming through January 24th. That's okay. that's a synopsis. Okay, that's, yeah. that's a log line. There we go. It even mentions okay. a new costume. It mentions yeah. new features. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. The fast forward yeah. is a nice little nod to the, the 80s quality. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. All right. Cool. I mess with that. Yeah. Well done, HBO so Max. Reaction. It's almost like uh, it's your it's your job to describe the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we shouldn't have gone to Fandango first. <laughs> Fandango's like, you know what this is. Yeah, don't come over here asking me for anything. I want to know. Come risk your life, watch this movie in here. No, <laughs> all right then. I want to know. Go ask who wrote this synopsis. Wonder Woman comes in the conflict with the Soviet Union. No, <laughs> she does not. I want to know who wrote yeah. this. I don't maybe know. I was like a fan made joint. <laughs> yeah, somebody was describing what they wish. Would somebody happen. fell asleep and was like, "Huh? Oh, she's right. fighting rockets. Okay, the Russians. This <laughs> 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 so must be the Cold War." Hey, I guess. Paul, will you write that log line? Uh, write the synopsis. Uh, all right, Jim. Uh, uh, where she? Uh, where was she fighting? She was. In, it was with Russia. She fought Russia. Put put Russia in there. Yeah, and that's it. No, they that's hit submit. And it is there forever. <laughs> all right, gut reactions. What was the feeling that you had? You walk out of the theater slash get up from your sofa. <laughs> you go use the bathroom slash refill your beverage. Uh-huh. You know, you look across the room or on the sofa at the person you're watching this with, or you look at yourself in the mirror and you say, self, how did you feel about that? Mm-hmm. That's one thing off top. We don't get the debrief. Yeah. You know, you don't get the same experience where everybody's coming out of the theater. Everybody releases. You, you hear uh uh hips popping and knees cracking as people are standing up <laughs> you know the collective ah, that's as right. everybody you know shuffles through and walks out and everybody's kind of standing around there's popcorn strewn all about mm-hmm. all over the floor yeah a lot of brushing off of the clothes yep yeah and you look at each other and go so gut reactions what did, what happened in, on your side? What what were you feeling? First of all, I I paused the film and did not play anything else to make sure that I got that debrief time. Timory and mm-hmm. I, you know, we we turn, we pivot ninety degrees on the couch and look mm-hmm. into each other's eyes, and we both said, "That sucked." <laughs> and both of us unpacked that. Neither of us wanted to say those words. I, I think not. No one wanted to say those words, but that was our immediate response to the film. I admit that we we spoke throughout the entire movie. You know, as the movie mm. is happening, I even had parts where I had to pause and rewind and be like, "Is this? Did this happen? Is this happening?" So we had the <laughs> is this opportunity really happening to right talk. Now? Is this really happening? But uh, you know, our our immediate takeaway before we even got to dive into it and pick it apart, both of us disappointed. That sucked. That was my gut reaction. What was your gut reaction? My gut reaction after watching the movie, I was like, oh, okay. Not bad. Not bad. Not that, bad. That's how I felt about it. Yeah. You know, I the movie ended and I was like, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it was, a, it was really kind of like shoulder shrug. I was like, ah, this is a C. You not know, not impressed, but you it know, happened. Yeah, you it it was entertaining. You watched it. It happened. Yeah, it yeah. was it, it, funny enough. The the thing you just said is exactly what it was. It was like okay, it was entertaining. I watched it. Whatever. Uh, the thing I remember feeling most was that I wasn't feeling much at all. Hmm. Okay. Is I was kind of just like okay. Yeah. Got it. 
you want to watch Soul now? You know what I mean? That's 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 I was I was moving on to the next thing. It was kind of like man, I hate to say this, but it's like eating a bowl of cereal. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. You finish the bowl of cereal and then you're just like, okay. Still hungry. Yeah. You know, yeah, you put the put the spoon in the dishwasher or you know, you wash it out yourself and put it on the dish rack or however, but you know, you're just kind of like you're moving on to the next thing. It's not like, oh man, who cooked this? Yeah. You know, it's a lot different when you're at a special restaurant or you're at somebody's house and you're just like, yo, like let me tell you, for example, for example, for the first time ever, I made cinnamon buns. Yeah, you so you took from some scratch. photos. They looked amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I made cinnamon buns buns from scratch on Christmas Eve for, you know, just like a, you know, little thing for the family to do. Yeah. And bro, when I bit into that cinnamon bun, I said, yo, <laughs> this joint is crazy. Yeah. I was like, this is nuts. Yeah. I, I was, and I literally walked around like, yo, to take a bite of this. Yo, do you, I just wanted to share the cinnamon buns with everybody else. Like, yo, you gotta have one of these. And people bit into it and they were like, I don't even know if I can eat a whole one of these. I was like, I know, right? It was so rich. Like, lot different from a bowl of cereal. Well, when you eat you eat a you bowl know? of cereal, after you eat that cereal, I think your brain and your stomach have a little internal conversation where they say briefly and frankly to one another, we can both acknowledge that that was not food. Yes? Yeah. And your body like, you is know. like, yes. We can both acknowledge that you ate that just because you were bored. Correct? Yeah. You're not right. mad about it. No. It didn't fill you up. No. That's that's your takeaway on Wonder Woman eighty four, pretty much. Got now it. I'll tell you this: uh huh. Similar to a bowl of cereal, the more time that passes by, you start to go. That didn't like you start to like you know interrogate it a little bit more, start thinking about it a little bit more, processing it a little bit more. The the more time I've spent away from actually watching Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, the more I've been like that wasn't very good was it mm. this is what i call the rise of skywalker effect you just start processing it and you're like wait how does the how does the the stone how many wishes do you get <laughs> and i thought i thought you had to touch the stone to know like all of that kind of stuff and like so wait how does the lasso work? Yeah. Does the la- you know what I'm saying? Like, so if Steve Trevor, does she just have sex with a random guy? Yeah. <laughs> and does, yeah. when she sees Steve Trevor, does she when she sees the does she see that guy or does she see Steve Trevor? What was the other guy's name? I don't did, remember. Did, Handsome did he, guy. I can't remember. One. I this is this is one I'm gonna I'll, I'll say this now because I want to register this. I guarantee that I will return to this sentiment. This maybe okay. this was my first. This was my gut reaction because this might have actually been the first thing that I said out loud after the movie was over. I said, okay. "Are you telling me that Steve Trevor was inside the body of a different white guy who looked not dissimilar from Steve Trevor?" 
But no one saw that except for Diana Prince, or maybe she knew he was Steve Trevor without seeing Steve Trevor, but but his body wasn't in a, his soul was in a different body. Why was that? Why did, how was that? Why did that? Why? Because was that part of the monkey's paw situation? It was like, you're going to make a wish. And the exchange is the downside is you get the soul of the man you love inside a different guy who looks, I'm just going to say pretty similar but not the same guy. Why was that a thing? I don't get it. Throughout the entire film, I constantly did not understand the logic of the movie, which means even though I think it was a very straightforward movie, we all know the trickster, uh, wish master, I'll give you what you want, but I'm going to take something in exchange or it won't be quite what you think it right, is. Right, There's some right. burden to bear. We, I, we get that. This is an age-old trope. Even though that is a very simple and familiar story, I was so confused on the rules of the movie that I didn't understand what was happening. And that was one of the things that I, I will continue returning to. I, I can tell you, honestly... Without cynicism, I genuinely don't understand why the soul of Steve Trevor was in, let's call him Jason. Why was he in Jason? Because he looked like right. a Jason. Why was he there? He looks like he responds to Jason to he you. looks like he responds to Jason. He looks like a Jason or maybe a, I don't know, maybe a Kevin or something. I just don't <laughs> get it. Right. You know, like, am I am I crazy here? Was there a reason so let's get for this? Into, let's let's get into it. I think I think this brings us to the point where we can start talking about some of the specifics about the movie. Yeah. So let's start off with some positives. Yes, positives. Okay. Yeah. So some of the things that I thought were cool, beginning of the movie, where they're doing the Themyscarian games. Great. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Remind me to come back to that point. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. Some other things that I thought were cool. Initially, my feeling about the movie when I saw the whole um uh I- initial opening opening scene, like this is 1984. Let me show you. You know, a guy's driving a car really fast. Slow down. No way. And he kicks the, you know what I'm saying? And we're in the mall and that whole fight scene, the whole thing where they're trying to rob the bank. And I was like, Oh, she's really leaning into this whole like back to the future, yeah. stranger things. Yeah. You know, even like Donner Superman. The, yes. Like, the, the beginning of the movie, I really loved how this movie starts because not only was it set in the 80s, it was Patty Jenkins is making an 80s movie in 2020, which I right. I had just got done watching uh, uh, Gremlins. And uh, mm. even though this is not an 80s movie, Classic. We, were, we were watching Home Alone 1. And, Classic. you know, movies work on a different campiness. Characters yeah. behave a different way. It's silly. Yeah. And you have these, these bumbling uh, uh, criminals trying to steal jewels from a jewelry store right. in, a, in the mall, of course. And when Wonder Woman comes and kicks their butts, it's in a silly Home Alone kind of 
way. Yeah. You know, you yeah. got that, like she smashes the one guy through the thing and he's like, whoa. And she, right, it's right, a right, very right. like, you know, Pesci the little girl and Daniel Stern winking in Home Alone. And, yeah. Yeah. And I like that. I thought that was kind of fun because it wasn't just set in the 80s. It, this is like an 80s movie. It was using the language of an 80s movie. Right. And it reminded me so much of those early Superman movies, of the Donner Superman movies. And I just think, yes. you know what? I cri- I criticize DC movies all the time for being so serious. And this is vibrant and fun and yeah. silly. And it fits yeah. For what the what the setting was, the, you know, nineteen eighty four. I I dig this. I, I was having a blast for like the first quarter, maybe the first half of the movie for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, so that that's some of the stuff I thought was really cool. Um, whenever they, I, I don't know where they were, but the whole uh, desert road fight scene, yeah, that was cool. I really liked the lasso. You know, swinging kind of like like when she would whip the lasso and snatch herself around. I thought that was cool. Yeah, I thought that was really dope. Mm-hmm. And seeing her riding lightning, that was dope too. Excellent. Like yeah. all of the the visual like fight scene stuff, minus that last joint. Yeah. You know the the last fight scene with Cheetah was a little bit like I don't know what's happening here exactly. Yep. But that's the stuff that I really liked. I think that um. I'm sorry, who's, who played Barbara slash Cheetah? That's Kristen oh, Wiig. Kristen Wiig. I think that she did a really good job. Pedro Pascal, yeah. he looked like he was having a fantastic time. Great cast. Like, oh, yeah. You you want me to go, you want me to just fully just go into it? Just like, ha, 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 Like, just go comic book. And I was like, oh, this is a comic book. Yeah. Like, you're really just, you're just saying, hey, man. This is a Wonder Woman comic book. We're not going to take ourselves too seriously. Yeah. We're just going to do it. Mm-hmm. And like that aspect of it, I really was able to enjoy. And I think that's what took me through the movie. Yeah. And at the end, I was able to go, oh, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like, fine. You just, you did a thing. That's yeah. the good stuff I have to say before I get into any kind of critiques. What about yourself? I'm with you. I'm I, I very much share that sentiment. I was I was enjoying the the tone and the language of the movie. It felt like it was very directly influenced by the Donner movies, and that, that feels right to me because Wonder Woman to me is a pillar of DC superheroes who has yes. never really got her due. And to make these movies now, thankfully. Patty Jenkins is able to tap into what made DC movies feel so special to me, the heroics. I am such a sucker for seeing a superhero save a person, save a civilian. I'm a sucker for this. Yeah. And yeah. these days, especially so, because, you know, the superheroes, they have to deal with bigger, darker, more cosmic and more difficult esoteric conflicts. I just want to see Iron Man swoop in and save a kid. And I want to see Shazam, Mm -hmm. you know, help these kids from the orphanage. And I, you know, I like that kind of action. So I really appreciated that. And I like the, like I said, it's a vibrant movie. It is colorful. I like that. That's fun. The action set piece, there are very few Set pieces, not a lot of action in the movie, mm-hmm. but when they happen, they're fun. It's it's great to watch Wonder Woman kick people's asses and crush guns, and the lasso was fun. You have to kind of create Wonder Woman's thing, because we all know what Wonder Woman looks like, but one of the things that's difficult about Wonder Woman is it's hard to say exactly what her thing is. 
You know, she, yeah, she like, has the lasso she of do? truth, but like, you know, how does she fight with it? And Patty Jenkins is making it like a lasso. Like it's a kind of Indiana Jones thing, a kind of Spider-Man, Spider-Man web slinging thing. Yeah. I, I'm having fun with that. I enjoy that. You have the bracers that are bulletproof. That's fun. I will say the very kooky, but creative and, and sensical way that they make the invisible jet. That was fun. I'm like, I could get down with this. Even though in the first Wonder Woman movie, Wonder Woman says, and I, I quote, I don't have a dad. I don't have a father. But in this movie, she's like, yeah, my dad hid the mascara. So I just tried to find out how he did that. So, okay. The invisible jet is a Wonder Woman thing. Let's do it. Sure. Why not? I'll tell you. When I saw the Wonder Woman, when I saw the invisible jet, I was like, are they going to do the invisible jet? Are they gonna, nah, they're not going to do the invisible jet. Yeah. If they're, they're in the jet. So the thing is that they will be in a jet, but they're not going to do the invisible jet. Yeah. But when I saw her, you know. Creating uh, like a, uh, a magic. Stir, stir, stirring the air. Psionic my father, orb. My, my father once. And I was like, wow, they are really going to do the invisible <laughs> jet. <laughs> That's they're cool with me, it. though. Like, I, I mean, how does that strike you? Does that take you out of it? or? Uh, it, it was kind of just like, again, it was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Sure, you know, yeah. like because part of it was like, if that's what this is, then fine. Yeah. Okay, fine. That's what you're doing. Like, she, oh, sure, but it was one too many of those things. Mm, okay, you asked me to do that too many times. Yeah, sure. Because with that, like, not to go back to Tenant, but to bring up a part for Tenant. Spoilers for Tenant. One of the things that Tenant that that the the writer slash director literally says to he puts these words in the mouth of one of the other people in the in the in the movie which he goes he goes don't ju- don't try to understand it just feel it just feel it <laughs> you know and I and I literally out loud was like don't tell me what to do <laughs> tell me what tell me to stop thinking that's you when know? the scientist and tenant is looking directly at you through the screen she's like Octavius I'm playing a scientist I know what I'm talking about I'm just right you know you don't gotta to trust me. It. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the thing about it was it asked me to not try to understand it too many times. Mm-hmm. So that was one of many moments that kind of piled up and piled up and piled up that was just like, wait, huh? Mm-hmm. Wait, wait a minute. And this kind of, le- unless you've got something else you want to touch on. Well, I'll just say, you know, I, I will even go so far as to say even th- there are things in the movie that I definitely disliked, but I can still find something to enjoy about it. The, okay. The campiness, I, I can make a lot of excuses and apologetics for all the camp. The Invisible Jet, I can apolog- I can like make that work for me and it's fine. Because I, I like if, we, if we're going to do campiness, we're going to do, look, you, you've got to have love for your fellow man you've got to you've mm-hmm. got to save people and rescue people if we're going to do that i am game i will even go so far as to say something that was i think extremely confusing and strange which was wonder woman learning how to fly i will even say as a viewer i bet it would have been a blast to be in a theater just to see that yeah it did not work for me at all sitting uh-huh. at home on my couch and they're playing this this swelling emotional music yeah. and I'm like, yeah. this is doing nothing for me. this means nothing to me, and this is intending to be emotional, but it is not succeeding. I don't understand why suddenly Wonder Woman knows how to fly because Steve Trevor told her the secret is wind and air 
and oh, you gotta just sh- finesse it. Sure, you gotta just you gotta you gotta fl- float with it. Does that mean? So again, I don't. This know. is one of the things. But the visual works. I like. I like to see yes. her looking awesome like a hero. That works for me, even though I don't get it. So I can I can make a lot of apologetics for stuff if the movie was going to be that kind of movie. I think. Wonder Woman 84 was a bunch of different kinds of movies slapped together hastily. Right. And it right. it made me super confused and I did not like it. I made a list of things that I don't understand. So we can transition into the stuff that we didn't like. So this is so that what this is what the big thing, the big overarching thing for me is. <clears throat> As a person who's learning more and more about storytelling and animation and filmmaking and TV shows and log lines and story Bible, this stuff is hard. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This stuff is really, really hard. And while we can all kind of accept and understand, hey, you know, this stuff is difficult to do, it does not make it above critique. It does not make it above because that's, I believe that's part of how we learn and how yeah. we develop and of how course. I grow. Part of it is, like I said, I enjoy. I was able to just let this movie kind of wash over me when I first watched it and go, huh, okay, mm-hmm. cinnamon toast crunch, okay, cool. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like frosted flakes, sure. Yeah, but then as you start thinking about it, the big thing for me that I walked away with is like, I'm. Not sure what this movie is about. Same. And that's why I want to go back to the Themis- what I keep calling the Themyscarian games. Yeah. One of the first things that, you know, I w- pointed, was pointed out to me, my wife said to me, is when Diana gets knocked off her horse, she's looking around, trying to find a way to g- get back in the game. Mm-hmm. She slides down. My wife turns to me. She goes... And and she gets on the horse and she's getting ready to win. She's getting ready to throw the thing. And she goes, you cheated, Diana. Hmm. My wife goes, that's not cheating. It's resourceful. He's, that's literally what she said. She's yeah. like, she was being resourceful. Like yeah. she just, just like, I don't know. She, she, she couldn't get past that. She was like, wait, a minute, hold on. Like, that's not cheating. But, but we were like, well, maybe there's a rule that you can't get knocked off your horse. Da, da, da. But the point is, you didn't tell me that. Yes. Yes. You didn't explain that to me. There may and be what a I recognize, rule. Yeah, there, there may be a rule, but the movie never told me the rules. They just told me I, when, it, when the yes. rules were broken. And I inherently, just like uh, your wife, I disagreed. I, I couldn't understand. And what I, what, we, what I recognize happened over and over and over again with this movie is it kept just telling me hey this is what it is but it was after not not even telling me it just kept doing things and expecting me to just go with it yeah and i was going but you you haven't explained to me why that's right yeah or why this is wrong or how this works and i feel like i'm not clear on what you're trying to say to me so the intent of the overall movie was getting muddied and getting lost and getting confused. And I felt like you ever have a conversation with someone where someone is like trying to express to you their feelings about something. Yeah. It's like, Oh, you know, you you know how, you know what I mean? And I'm like, no, I'm sorry. I don't know what you mean. You got to make it plain for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, Oh, you don't understand me. And it's like, I, I don't understand because 
I'm not in your mind. I'm not in your, I'm not in your emotions. Like I, you have to bring me with you. You know what I'm saying? Yep. If you care that I understand the story, I need you to make sure that I understand what you're trying to say to me. And that's what I feel like the movie did over and over and over again. Very, very important parts of the movie, of the story that would allow me to get the next part were just kind of yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. So and I think you're going to get into some of those things right now. Well, but that was the big overarching part for me of like, I didn't feel like this movie did a very good job helping me follow it yeah. in order to enjoy what the movie was trying to say. I, so I, everything I, I from the, agree. hey, you cheated to the end of, you know, Diana looking directly in, the, in at me in my living room going, you have to be the person to make the decision to renounce and you've got to do the right thing. And I was like, sure, but I don't know what you're talking about right now yeah yeah Yeah. no i and and i would say there are while there are a number of things about this movie that i did not like the number one core reason why i was unable to enjoy it is because i did not understand the rules of the movie ever yes and and it might have been i paused the movie to take note of this 30 minutes until the very end of the film was the first time I even vaguely had an idea of what the villain, Maxwell Lord, was even doing. I had no clue what his goal was until at some point in time he sort of explained, I want to get a wish from every single person so I can exchange the wish and gain something from them. And eventually that'll let me, I don't know, live forever. I'll replace my organs. I'll like, you know, I'll exchange everything and something he you know max lord's thing was he is kind of a donald trump stand-in he wants more 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 televangelist he's a liar he's a huckster the stuff that he's promising isn't real and at some point he discovers the existence of the dreamstone we don't even know anything about that it just is a thing that i guess he wanted to have stolen for him would that be fair to call it that very much a mcguffin so mcguffin that it feels like a it almost feels like a disservice to the word MacGuffin because it, 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 that word seems like it is defined. I know what a MacGuffin is. It's just a special thing, right? Mm-hmm. The first Gotta movie had the, the special, MacGuffin. The golden fleece. Yeah. Got to get the thing so the thing can do the thing for us. And we have to get the thing. So the whole story is about getting the thing. Right. Because once we get the thing, it'll make everything okay. So come on, everybody. Let's risk our lives and, you know, do anything we can to get the thing. Yeah. And here are all these obstacles between us and the thing. Right. So... Right. Off we go. But the downside yeah. is, you know, in this movie, the MacGuffin, I I find that it was so badly defined. I know it's special, but I don't know why. And I do How not have any earthly idea what someone wants to do. I don't know what Max Lord's end game was. I, I genuinely don't know. And so watching him cause chaos and be evil and mess with people's lives and grant powers and take powers throughout the entire two and a half hour long movie, I never understood what it was for, which meant it was really hard to figure out if Wonder Woman is winning. Is it like, does she know what it's for? Does she understand something that he doesn't? Or is it vice versa? Does he know something that she doesn't? And every single twist and turn of the movie, every new character, every new scene 
threw something, just like you said, it throws something at you and says, this is what it is, but I never understood what it is. So I couldn't enjoy or it. Why. And, or yeah, why? Or why? It was kind of just like, this is what it is. And you're like, but what? And then it's already gone right. to the next thing. Right. Because I mean, it's, uh, I think a good example of that was, oh, I think Diana's losing her powers. And it's like, oh, that must be because Barbara is taking her powers. Right. So when Barbara said that she wanted to be like, oh, so, okay, so the way the stone works is it's transferring powers to other people. Sure. I see. So in order for Diana to lose her powers, then Barbara has to get the power. And then you come to find out that's not what's happening at all. No. Yeah. It's the monkey's paw. And the monkey. And I think in that scene, they said like three or diff- three different names for what it was. Right. You know, yeah. if you get, if you, if you get something then it's like gonna trick you and i was like oh right okay so that's what it is yeah but then it was like well do you have to touch the monkey's paw in order to get the wish well how many wishes do you get yeah and okay so this so it lets you touch people okay you know and it just keeps asking you to just go ahead Uh, just just trust me just come with me yeah and i'm like all right it it almost felt like there were scenes in which these things were explained but those scenes were cut out and i was left very confused because while i i see i know that uh barbara is getting stronger and she's now confident and sexy and almost at no point in time except for when she was at the gym dressing like a person in the 80s (laughs) but i I know that these things are happening, but I I don't know why or what is the downside. And I come to understand, okay, the downside is that she used to be nice and compassionate, and now she is not. And then that was hard enough to understand. But by the end of the movie, when she gets another wish, that was another confusing thing where she's like, don't we only get three wishes? wishes? And I was like, wait, what? When did you learn three wishes? I don't know. Maybe one wish? I don't know. So then she's like, yeah, I want to be like somebody else. I want to be an apex predator. And she shows up. I, as a, a comic book and fan. And I was like, is, is I, as is a comic book fan, this- I know that she's Cheetah. I know what Cheetah looks like. But when right. she shows up in the movie, no idea how we got from here to there. No yeah. clue. Just right. nonsense. So the, the ability for me to appreciate it was rendered obsolete. And I will say, I want to say out loud. I love comics. I love the character of Wonder Woman. Yes. I'm not very well versed in her comics. I don't know right. her stories very well. I recognize yeah. some of the bigger picture characters and the bigger picture themes and ideas. There could have been references to things. Maybe Patty Jenkins was laser focused on references to stories that I'm not familiar with. But right. I like I like to think that I have a more a higher than average uh, exposure to the character and in, in, in DC in general. And I was totally scratching my head throughout this whole movie. I did not get it. By the time the the conclusion comes around, which I'm, I, I'm conflicted on, I kind of like the conclusion, which is like, look, Wonder Woman is not somebody who fights and beats the shit out of people to make a point. You know, she wants people to find peace and love and compassion. Groovy. I kind of like the ending where they're like, look, empathy is the thing. You got to see the truth in each other and so on and so on. But I still don't get it. I like, I genuinely don't get it. And furthermore, if this is a prequel, Wonder Woman has been in four movies, this one included, four DC movies. In none of them except this one, this one's a prequel, does she mm-hmm. fly? She never flies, yeah. so that's a problem. Yeah. And yeah. she's apparently, when Batman finds her in Batman v Superman, 
She is like unknown to the world, a hidden person. How? 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 She broadcasts herself to everyone. And I know what you're saying, listener. Oh, she only broadcast the golden screen and they heard her voice. How could they know? Batman is the greatest detective in the world. It just, it just yeah. falls yeah. apart. World's greatest detective. So I, for me. 84, my guy was alive at that point. Right. You're right. My, for me, I have so many issues with this movie. Unfortunately, one of the questions that I have is would I have enjoyed this watching it in the theater where there was a spectacle, the big screen, the loud music? Would that have distracted me enough to have fun? I joked about this being the, the Rise of Skywalker effect. That's very much how right. Rise of Skywalker was for me. It was mm-hmm. a roller coaster ride that I enjoyed, and the moment the spectacle was over, it started falling <laughs> right. apart. Right. Yeah. yeah. But that's in this so, case, that's, that's wild. Yeah. We were all like, yes. Yeah. He got a, Chewie finally got a medal. And then you were like, Wait, <laughs> wait, hold on, wait a minute. So, yeah, Palpatine, like, what? he's ba- what? Yeah, well, yeah. Th- that movie is a perfect example too. So I'm like, oh man, what a difficult thing. Chewie died in that explosion, and then he came back. Why? Wait, why did we do that? And in this movie, it's like Steve Trevor is back, but he's in the body of a different but similar looking guy. What? <laughs> Whoa. I, I have I don't even know where to begin, which is why yeah. I wrote down yeah. a series of notes of questions, yeah, questions that I have and things that I, I had an issue with. I don't want to pick this movie apart, but it forced me to. It gave me nothing. And it, yes, it, I can't wait to hear. I, I'll start here. First thing I wrote down was complaints about HBO Max. So okay, got that's it. bad. Skip past that. Uh, first thing, I don't understand the plot. Bear, like, just straight up, I don't understand the plot. Second thing, I don't understand the rules. Third thing, is there Can a I wish exchange? Yeah. Okay. Here's a big thing for me. And yeah. Adam, I think, you, I, think you, I think you know this about me. As a watcher of movies, a watcher of TV shows, a fan of stories, I struggle with stories when I don't understand the rules. Yes. If I am constantly picking my head up in the middle of the story going, wait, what? Well, hold on. H- how does that work? Well, so well, do I have to, like, it takes me out of the story. It just takes me out of it. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I just want the story to do its job. I want the storyteller to tell me the story. I have the biggest issue with this when the end of the movie is like that. And the movie ends and it's kind of like, dot, dot, dot. You know? Hey, I'll leave it up to you to figure out. But it's also frustrating when the movie is just telling you things that are happening, but it's not connecting pieces. And I think that's the biggest issue with this movie is it's not telling me how things work. It's not explaining the rules. Agreed. Yeah. It it is yeah. telling us how things work, but it's not explaining, which means when they happen, it's just confusing. And I spent most of the yeah. runtime in a state of confusion, which is crazy. It's a Wonder Woman movie. Like this is not it's not supposed to be a puzzle. I know the tenant is a puzzle. I'm not surprised when I go into it and I'm confused. I'm not happy about it. But Right. This right. is not supposed to be a puzzle. So, all right, I'll continue. 
Why does Steve Trevor come back in the body of a similar looking dude? I don't, I genuinely do not understand that. And the way that they do that yes. intro, extremely weird, where this random ass dude walks up to Diana Prince and talks to her. And then she's like, oh, wait, hold on. You're actually my lover from so, so, so long ago. I don't get it. I got something to that as well. Go. If, if, if the stone can actually kill people dead Mm -hmm. you know if it can manifest think manifest things like that which we see at the end of the movie right if it can like create rockets you can just it can put things places it can take over people's minds Mm -hmm. why did it have to why did steve trevor not just materialize why did he just out of thin air yeah you know why did he have to take over the body of another person and why bring that person back at the end of the movie to have an awkward interaction? No when, idea. And, and this, again, is something where I'm like, what are you trying to tell me? Like, what am I supposed to walk away from this with? Am I supposed to understand that she is going to try to, to love again? Because she knows who that guy is it's like, I want you to answer these questions for me. That's what the big thing is. I want you to tell me the answer to that. I don't want you to leave me to guess and wonder. I want you to tell me what I should know about the story because these are pivotal parts of the story. Yeah. Tell me. Agreed. And I understand that Steve Trevor being in this movie is sort of a reversal. It is not even sort of. It is a reversal from the first movie. Wonder Woman was a fish out of water learning about society around her, and Steve Trevor tells her all about it. And in 84, it is the opposite, where suddenly this man who died during World War I is back more than 60-plus years in the future, and he needs to come to terms with fanny packs. I understand that it is the source of humor— and I like Chris Pine, and I like Gal Gadot, and I think you know they're doing their best they can making this work, and it's funny at times yeah. or amusing. But at the same time, um, here's here's the point that comes next: Why is Steve Trevor even in this movie? I do not know. I don't know because that I brings me know. to the next one. Are you telling me Diana was joyless? In her life without Steve, she says, I, I have not felt love or really felt joy since you died. I don't know. Dog, that was almost 70 years ago. And you're telling me that Wonder Woman, the Amazon, who taught Steve Trevor about the the pleasures of the body. And there's a joke about like, you know, the way that Amazons understand it. Right. She right. needs this dude this badly. That seems crazy to me and it seems sad like what a bummer dude <laughs> like the, like you didn't see a therapist in 70 years you haven't yeah. you haven't met a guy a girl you haven't nobody like, not, and who was that other glass for when she was sitting down and, and eating uh, remember when she was sitting down at the place and oh the yeah guy and they come and they collect who the glass? was the other glass for i don't know I don't, that's a it great does, question. I don't know. Now that you bring it up, it does almost feel like there are pieces of the movie that are cut out. Yeah. Because there's a lot of moments where you're just like, what am I, again, what am I to come away from this scene with? Yeah. Agreed. I think, you know, on its face, it's confusing. If you look even deeper into it, it gets stranger still. Because if Wonder Woman is a vehicle for empowering women, if this, if this is even remotely a feminist story, there is a lot of 
problem, as far as I'm concerned, there's a lot of problem with how obsessed Wonder Woman is in this movie with Steve and how unhappy she is without him <laughs> and how she can't do stuff. Literally, when he shows up, she's like losing her powers and isn't strong anymore. And the first yeah. person who makes her aware of that is him. He's like, hey, you're not, you're not really strong anymore. And Say I was confused what? by what does the truth have? Because I kept going, oh, the point that you're trying to make is, Diana, this isn't the truth. She cheated by manifesting a dead person right. back into life, this I guess. This isn't the truth. So yeah. we have to live in our truth. And the truth is that Steve is gone. Yeah. And I was like, okay, cool. If that's what this movie is about, then I feel that. I get that. Yeah. It's like, okay, Max Lord, this is not the truth. You know, everybody, oh, I wish you had dropped dead. I wish that they'd come back and arrest all Irish. Like, but that's not the truth. Yeah. And we have to live in our truth and live with it. But she didn't make that point come home. It was no. just kind of like, it's there. It's yeah. in there. But it's not like, hey, opening image. Listen, we are about the truth. Yeah. When it's, when it's time, it's time. You know, and that's what we're trying to say. It just didn't feel like that came home. You have to go digging for it and try to find it. I appreciate you know? the the commentary that if you ask someone what they want, they will tell you something, but it's most often not actually what they want. It comes mm -hmm. from somewhere. I appreciate that commentary. I don't even remotely understand how this movie creates chaos and conflict for our hero and then it res is resolved simply by people having to say i renounce my, my wish that is insane and we know or at least i think we can assume knowing that uh kristen wig didn't say those words barbara doesn't right. we renounce didn't her wish her we didn't see her say it that it is being left uh, available to for us to imagine that some people did not renounce their wish well that totally breaks the rules because there's a, a person who has a line an extra at the end of the movie who has a line i wish for all the money in the world and it's like but these you how how do some people decide yeah you're right actually i guess i right. renounce my wish based right. on this literally uh bodiless voice that was broadcasting me through times square some people are like, yeah, I renounce my wish, but but not everybody's going to renounce their wish. And that leaves yeah. me also with like, I straight up didn't yeah. believe or understand why Max had this turn of character where he's like, oh yeah, I've been doing this whole thing this entire time and I'm about to finish it, but I guess I'll renounce my wish. My son. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Because these things stack up oh, can and I say something fall about that? apart. Well, I'll just add real quick. Because good, good. they stack up and fall apart one after another, every little piece becomes something I cannot ignore. Including yes. the point that there were very few people of color in this movie. And all of them were used as props. You're telling me that Barbara was kind to a black homeless man, but then when she got powerful... And mean, she no longer needed him. And when Shut we up, saw that you. <laughs> people, we saw that people were uh, granting wishes and getting whatever they wanted, we right. never, ever, ever checked back in with that guy ever. Like, did he get a wish? Did he renounce his wish? Did he have a name? I mean, a lot of that stuff. The Mayan guy, one has a crazy wig. Two has a magic book. 
Of course he does. He's a brown man. He's got a magic book. And and that leads me to maybe one has a crazy wig. He did two, have a crazy has wig. Has a magic book. That leads me to maybe the the most egregious oh, failure of man. this movie. Y'all that wasted y'all wasted Natasha Rothwell's time. Because if you put Natasha Rothwell, who is a hysterically funny woman from from Insecure in this sure movie enough. and she got nothing to do. Yeah. Waste. She got that check though, so shout out to her. Shout out to her. She deserves to work, but wow. Why? And that's it. You know, that is that is the full cast of Oh, I'm sorry. The other brown person in the movie is the, you know, evil Middle Eastern king who decides like, oh yeah, I want all my land and builds a wall so nobody else can get in. Like, how yeah, are we wild. making a comment about the <laughs> Middle East right now? Wonder Woman? And I, I will be honest with you, the fact that uh, Maxwell Lord's son is an Asian kid, I was like, nothing? Sure. No. Adopted? I don't know. Mixed? Yeah. I guess it's just no, one of those no, times. No, nothing? It's one of those times where it's like someone <sighs> someone somewhere will say, you know, it's a triumph because we have this multi-ethnic family and we don't have to get into it. It just is. Okay. I see you. But also the whole movie was unexplainable. And that just makes me think that this kid was here as a prop. <laughs> I just don't get it. I mean, we're not going to make the movie about that, but we're also not going to act like we didn't see that. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to we are not going to act like the random small Asian kid who is supposed to be Pedro Pascal, Maxwell Lord's son. Yeah. Like nobody that didn't raise an eyebrow for anybody. I Look, definitely was like, "Oh, okay, so we're going to see that, you the know, the rest of the family maybe." Yeah, or you know, his wife, or maybe he married into, you know, some some sort of ex- No, just okay, cool, whatever, sure. And I again, like I said, in watching it I was kind of like, oh, okay, it's a comic book, you know? Like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Part of a comic book sometime is you close a comic book and then you just <laughs> open the next one and move on. Yeah, we know that about most comic books. Most comic yeah. books are a C. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think the last note oh, that I wrote down, I just think you'll appreciate this. The last note that I wrote down is Max Lord Ivan Ooze. <laughs> he had a, a, a strong Ivan on. Ooze vibe because in, okay. in the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movie, you know, the whole thing was the kids, Ivan Ooze shows up and he's like, hey, kids, what do y'all want? Uh, you want to brainwash your parents so you can do whatever you want and just be kids? Okay. And Max Lord was straight up doing that. He was just like, hey, what do y'all want? Oh, you want to brainwash your parents and play with Silly Putty because you're kids? Okay, yeah, go Granted. <laughs> yeah. Granted. I just think the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers movies did this plot. Granted. And I understood. I understood what the Power Rangers plot was. I did not understand the Wonder Woman 84. Did you understand that it was granted? I renounced my wish. Did you understand how... I didn't understand. How did the, didn't she just have a hard time with the lasso getting it through all of the wind and stuff? Yeah. How did the lasso get around his leg? Don't know. Not sure. But I mean, I I didn't understand like any of that. And I'm willing to deal with this. This can be don't get gremlins wet. But how did the lasso do that? Because I thought the lasso made you tell the truth, but then it also showed you the truth. So how was she talking to them? Because she destroyed all the all the cameras. 
Well, so how right, was like she the idea? I guess how did that, that even happen? Well, they they kept saying like, "How many particles do you want, Max?" And he said, "All of them." And he made the big to do about how you know the satellite is bouncing off the world and touching touching everything. So technically, the wish thing works. <laughs> I and I know, guess man. that means that the lasso therefore was touching everything and showing everyone the truth. This is what I'm saying is too much. It's too it, much. You're asking me to do too much. It was too. Confusing. I just want you to explain it to me. Too confusing. Way, way, way too confusing. It all falls apart because all of it didn't work. And in addition, I think it had the weirdest and worst dialogue I've seen in a movie in a while. I wrote down two separate lines that I could not get over. One, okay. when Wonder Woman, in her, in her ancient wisdom explains the gods and how there is a trickster god, you know, a Loki, but the DC one. Right. The, the Duke of Deception. She explains, oh yeah, God clearly made this and that's what makes it powerful and, and, and a problem. I got to track it down. She explains, and I quote, gods do different things for different reasons. Mm, mm -mm. <laughs> you that's need, a word right there. You got to work on that. That's a word. You got to work not a on word? that. That says that ain't you, a word. You have not said anything. <laughs> Wonder Woman, you hey, were around. He, he, you know what he says? She's like, hey, God's working mysterious ways. Okay. God's sure. working mysterious ways. That is. What do you want from me? God's working <laughs> mysterious ways. Now, the other line that I could not get over is okay. uh, near the end of the movie, Steve Trevor and Max Lord are fighting in the White House. And uh, uh, Max Lord's, you know, trying to tempt Steve, you know, to get him mm -hmm. to be persuaded, seduced by the wish, mm -hmm. you know, make a wish. Right. And he asks, well, what do you wish for? They're like close to one another and grappling. What do you wish for? And Steve Trevor says, just not to be handcuffed to you, but now I am. I don't know. My brain popped out of my skull. I was like, <laughs> just not to, is that a, it's a double negative, just not to be handcuffed to you, but now I am. That's not like a cool one-liner. What is that? It's that confusing. is a crazy line. It's confusing. Because yeah. again, that's another line that made me go, wait, so, so did, was that a wish? <laughs> or was that, because in my mind, I was like, I think that was supposed to be slick. Right. I think he was supposed to be going, ah, you're trying to get me, but you can't get me because I, I, I outsmarted you with, with my verbiage. So right. I'm, I'm, I'm using my verbiage to make it so you can't use what I'm saying as a, but it happened like that. And it also didn't make any sense. Yeah. And I was just kind of like on to Wonder Woman fighting. Yeah. So there's a couple of things I wanted to say about the fighting. Yes. Yes. One, I wanted more fighting. <laughs> okay. Sure, yeah. I, I wish there was more, more action. Yeah, I wanted more Wonder Woman doing dope stuff. Yeah. I love seeing Wonder Woman, you know, lasso slinging around. Yeah. I love the fighting and, you know, just, just seeing Wonder Woman do Wonder Woman stuff. Yeah. I like the new lasso stuff. I just wish there was more of it. Same. And I feel like this movie overall, this is kind of like my verbal, like, big picture review. I feel like Wonder Woman doesn't know what movie it wants to be. Wonder yeah. Woman 84 doesn't know what movie it wants to be. Mm -hmm. It wanted to say a lot of things. It wanted to make a lot of points. And one of the things that I say on, on Comic Book Junto many times as we kind of do our own like remaking and restructuring of a movie we just watched, I wish it would just pick one thing mm -hmm. and do really well at telling that story. And the thing that I like most about this 
the story I like, the story element I like most about this is the one that says, what's the truth, Diana? You need to stand for truth. You need to be an example of living your truth. And when in the beginning of the movie, that opening image, that opening scene, that's what it seemed like was the strongest point. When it's, when it's time, it's time. What did she say? It's like there's nothing worse than getting success or power at the wrong time. Something around that, like, when it's your time, it's your time. You don't want to rush it or skip or skip levels or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And if this movie then becomes about like, hey, Barbara, it's okay to be who you are and it's okay to develop and grow. And we're going to use this thing and we're going to say, Diana, you need to live your truth. Max Lord, you know, even Max Lord's son, even Barbara, even, you know, uh, uh, Steve Trevor, all these different people are all people who are living a facade. They're they're living in this world of their creation. And there's a consequence and a repercussion to living in, in falsehood. Mm-hmm. It's going to decay. It's going to show. It's going to have a negative effect on who you are. And we're going to use this circumstance, this situation to show what happens when you're not honest with yourself. You're not true to yourself. Mm-hmm. If they say, Diana... You can't have Steve here. And and all the power, all the strength, all the it's the same thing like Superman. No, all the stuff you can do, you know what you can't do? Stop Pa Kent from passing away. Yeah. Yeah. And you gotta reconcile with that, Superman. Same thing with Wonder Woman. You can't bring him back. This isn't real. Mm-hmm. And if they made it so that Wonder Woman had to choose, like that was the point, you got to choose between selfishness and self-centeredness and having what you want or doing what this greater, bigger thing is that you're called to and understanding that there's joy in walking and living out and, and fleshing out the true purpose. And this thing that you can't have right here doesn't mean that there's nothing good for you. Yeah, If that's the movie and if she represents a beacon of hope, for the world in that way. And Maxwell Lord has to deal with the same thing and going like, Max, you know what your true purpose is? Not being this oil guy. Yeah. It's taking care of your son. Yeah. And I think that they had those, mo- you know, th- that, that, that movie is in there. It's just like when you get a burger and you put too many condiments on it. Yeah. Or a pizza's got too much stuff on it. It was buried it's- by so many excess things that, yeah, it ended up distracting from what the movie could be or what it was about ultimately, and that's the th- that is one of one of the biggest issues here is I don't think this movie was even about Wonder Woman at all. I'll say, watching Wonder Woman eighty four, I didn't learn anything about her. Mm. I, I apart from the fact that she can now fly inexplicably, I you know I didn't I didn't see anything new. I don't understand her more or better. I, I just kind of understand less. And it right. is is in in my mind, it is straight up unfair to have in the original movie her origin story and in the sequel, Steve Trevor comes back and in both mm. movies is the person who makes a sacrifice that saves the day because yeah. he, in the end of eighty four, he's like. Look, look, I need to go back to my time. You need to stay here and save people. He made this sacrifice. He had to explain that to her. She's supposed, in my mind, she's supposed to be this beacon of hope Mm -hmm. and strength Mm -hmm. and power. Wisdom. Yes. I have this, like, she's she's like this other level of wisdom. Yeah. You know, like, you may not get it, but I do. Because the whole thing is like, Diana, they need you. Yeah. 
You know, they need you for what you can bring to them, what you can do for them. You know, like they like what do they say something about like, you know, earth or men or whatever. It's like basically they're not great, but they have so much potential. Yes. And maybe they need you to help, you know, lead them or something yeah. to that effect. Yeah. 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 I I couldn't help but want the movie to be something that it was not. And it meant that even things that could have been really cool in the movie theater, I, I couldn't. I couldn't ignore that it was just difficult to understand. Her flying through the sky looked dope, was hard for me to understand. So it was distracting. And then her appearing at the very distracting end. Distracting is the word. Her That's appearing word. to fight Barbara, to fight Cheetah. When she appeared through the cloud, she was wearing the gold armor. And all I could do was say, like, where did that come from? When, explain where it came from. I mean, I know she has it in her home, but like yeah. the, the scene to scene transitions made me confused. I don't understand. And then yeah. that fight happened in the dark anyway. So like, <laughs> and how did she electrocute Cheetah and be fine and herself? She didn't get electrocuted. How does she get shot by bullets and that hurts her? But when she flies at impossible altitudes, her skin doesn't freeze. I don't know. Don't know. Well, I that's rec- superhero stuff. I straight up recognize. I, I, I don't, you know. I recognize I that Wonder Woman is is complicated because Wonder Woman is a catch-22. Yeah. Wonder Woman is fighting, literally beating people up in the name of peace and trying to get people to not fight. <laughs> yes. You know, and that like I understand that that is a complicated thing to pull off and figure out. And I I acknowledge the hard work that everybody did on this movie to make it happen. I appreciate mm-hmm. that one of the subplots is women get treated differently by men all the time. They're in danger yeah. all the time. They need to be powerful. And I appreciate- yeah, And they showed that. And they showed that. And I appreciate that. But it was- you're you're so right. It was so loaded with condiments and toppings and this and that that I couldn't yeah. tell you what this movie was about. So- as a as the next big DC blockbuster, I did not like it. And I did not expect to walk away from this movie saying that I liked the first one more. Because the first one yeah. was, I liked half of the first movie, but the second half was not good. So of two Wonder Woman movies, I like 50% of one. Well, good news, because as of about five hours ago, mm. it has been announced that Warner Brothers is going to be fast-tracking Wonder Woman 3. All right. Diana Prince is officially heading back to the big screen for a third Wonder Woman movie. Warner Brothers has fast-tracked development on another installment in the DC Comics franchise with Gal Gal Gadot returning to star as the title heroine and Patty Jenkins to write and direct the concluding entry in the superhero trilogy. Yeah. The announcement, the announcement comes off the heels of the release of Wonder Woman 1984, the studio superhero sequel that debuted on the company's streaming service and in select movie theaters on Christmas Day. This is just, this is, I'm reading this on Breaking Variety, news. so you know it's real, December 27th. Yeah. And this came out uh, 10, 13 a.m. Yeah. Uh, Pacific time. Got it. Uh, well, congrats. We have a lot of stuff that we got to clean up, <laughs> figure out, because this is, I mean, this will be the the third in the Wonder Woman trilogy, uh, but it is, like I said, the, the, this 84 is the fourth Wonder Woman, or the fourth, fourth movie that Wonder Woman is in. We've had a lot of time to like get some stuff together, 
I was hoping the sequel would be better than it was. Well, good news. You've got that coming up. You've also got the Snyder Cut. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah, Wonder Woman will return in a movie that she was previously in. Fire. (laughs) Yeah, I know you're excited about this. Well, you think Zack Snyder saw Wonder Woman 84 and he's like, well, I need another $70 million so I can make her fly in this one, too. Yep. It's about right. I added four new minutes of footage. <laughs> four minutes. Two of them are Diana flying. Let me okay. tell you what the other two minutes are. Steve Trevor and uh, uh, Diana having sex in the invisible plant, in the invisible jet. Because that is wow. a, that's a Zack Snyder uh, signature. He did that in Watchmen. You know, you got to get that graphic, mature sexuality in this Kids in your, uh, superhero movie. <laughs> PG-13 movie for about superheroes. <laughs> I think it's about time for letter grades. What do you think? Which 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 you got? C minus. I got a C minus too. C minus. I that's it's, it's a it's it's average, but the nitpicks take it down a level. Yes. It is it is not unwatchable. I have there are lots of parts where I watched it and enjoyed yeah. stuff. But it yeah. is not, I would also say it is not good. It is strangely, perplexingly bad, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. C minus for me. Internet, what do you give Wonder Woman 1984? I am interested in hearing. I've already been on the interwebs checking and seeing what some folks think. People on Clubhouse have been talking about it as well. What are they saying on Clubhouse? I mean, you know, everybody's got an opinion, but there are a lot of people who are kind of going, doing the you know thinking thinking emoji kind of like uh you know i don't know if this is all adding up kind of thing yeah it's a lot of wait but how does she get the suit that was able to stand up against apparently Zack snyder's 300 yeah but cheetah can tear it apart i don't know when she was able to take on the entire world I don't know. How does that work? You know, it's just, it's just it's just those things that make you go just make it make sense for me. Like I I want to like this movie. Same. I like to like things. Same. But you're just making it hard for me because you're asking me to just turn my brain off and just go with whatever you're putting in front of me. And I cannot do that. <laughs> the number one I I really, really want to sit down with Patty Jenkins and ask, why was Steve Trevor in a different guy's body. I just tell me why that was. I don't understand. And then follow-up question, was Max Lord Ivan Ooze? Because they, they did were <laughs> operating on the, Trump. on the same slash level. <laughs> televangelist slash. I don't know. You know, ultimately, Octavius, tycoon. as the saying goes... Gods do different things for different reasons. Gods work in mysterious ways. And that's a more eloquent way than what Wonder Woman <laughs> said. <laughs> you know, God, God's going to do what God's going to do when they do it. I mean, you feel me? Like, it bees like that sometimes. What Wonder Woman said was like, if you had to give a presentation, but you didn't, you know, look at the slides ahead of time. And the slide just pops up, and like there are many, there are different gods, and, and they, they I mean, do, you never know what they're gonna do. They do different things, like this one, this one, this one. 
This one's way different from this. From this. <laughs> <laughs> these, you just say, look at them. Look. These two don't look like they they, don't, they they way different. Come on, you can trust like, me. I've been around for a <laughs> long time, and I can teach you one thing. These two, they're different. <laughs> Tot- look, totally look different. at them. These are different ones. They Next do- slide. <laughs> and, they, and, they, and that brings me could, to hey, Miss Miss Prince. Could you go back to? Sorry, we're moving forward. No. Um, so many things that seemed to be like an emotionally resonant line in this, and I didn't understand that. So many things. <laughs> this is nothing. Yeah, you're not yeah. saying anything. <laughs> I didn't get it. So I just many felt things. Like it was deep. What is and that? It was just like, isn't that deep? Don't you feel it? And I was like, I, no, I don't. Feel I don't it. get it. It's just, it's just so many things. So many things. And I'm like, I would. <laughs> I would love to understand some of them. It was like it was written by understand. a computer algorithm. You know, it's just like, <laughs> like the these Travis, are words. The same person who made the Travis Scott AI, yeah. AI song. Yes, it's the same thing as the Travis Scott AI song. I, like these I are have a words question for you. What? Did you watch the end credits? I I did see the end. Cre- well, mid credits. Yeah, mid credits. Yes, yes. I did. What did see, you think of that? Uh, the the mid credit scene where we got to see our original. Wonder Woman, uh, uh, and she was wearing the like the, the an outfit like she's roaming around the world and uh, you know doing her thing. I, you know it's cool to see Linda Carter. That's cool. Yeah, I, I appreciate the send up, and that's cool. I guess the idea is that there are other Amazon, you know, women out there. I, who knows, man. Yeah, you I know, don't know. For me, it sure. was like that. That I that felt more like a Stan Lee cameo than a piece of this information. Is what we can expect in the future, kind of right, thing. right. Though I don't know. So I suppose she did not die, as the myth says, and she's she's out there roaming around. I don't even people. know. I don't know. Internet at Octavius A. Newman at Adam Tedders at Comic Book Junto. Let us know what you thought of Wonder Woman 1984. I am looking forward to hearing what you guys thought of the movie. Anything else before we go? If you are the kind of person who listens to a podcast on like uh, 1.5 speed or double speed, it is now uh, uh, set in Amazon law that that is cheating and that is not truth <laughs> and you will never be a great hero because that. Right. So you know, put it on the and, one and time. I, take, I sp- take your spear spear away from you. And you can't and you win may the game. Not throw it. Right. You're not allowed to become the uh, American gladiator. You can't do it. So sorry. So that's that's all I wanted to say. And in addition to that, uh, I I am happy. That this movie is on HBO Max so we could all watch it together mm-hmm. on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. That's really great. And when somebody said, you know, wh- what do you hope happens with movie theaters um, during the pandemic? I said, I, I, I wish movies, movies would get released streaming on the day they're supposed to come out so we can all watch them. And now, after seeing this movie and making that wish, I renounce my wish. I renounce my wish. <laughs> <laughs> I renounce my wish. Yeah. Again, at Octavius A. Newman, at Adam Tedders, at Comic Book Junto. We'll see you on the interwebs. We love y'all. Until next time, peace. Watch Soul instead. (laughs) Good point.